How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, December the 9th. Hello and welcome. I hope you're well. And let's go ahead and talk about some video games for today. Not a ton of news, unfortunately. However, I would like to start here with Halo Infinite, because there's a whole bunch of stuff coming from this game that I never really covered on previous shows. So, of course, the single-player campaign is now available. Reviews are very high on it. But there's probably a few things that you should know about and, and maybe already know about. One of them is the fact that even if you bought the game on disc, it's actually not available to play. That's right, even if you have the CD copy of the game, you must have a Wi-Fi connection in order to install all of the parts of the game. This is something that's becoming increasingly common in video games, but for such a flagship release, it's quite a disappointment for a lot of people. Especially for those who value physical media and put a lot of weight into being able to do everything completely offline. It seems like 343 also had another mishap where people were not able to preload the game, which is becoming increasingly common as well. And so some people were like taking days off of work to play this game and instead they're just waiting the whole day to download it. By the way, generally safer to not take the launch day off of work. Maybe the second or third day is better just to make sure everything is stable. Anyway, what else can I mention? Oh, it's been previously reported that the single-player levels will not be replayable, like most Halo games. However, they have made it clear that this is coming. No definitive date just yet, but like many of the features in the game, it seems like they're prioritizing certain things. And I guess the only other thing I'll mention here is we have had a Bloomberg report talking about the development of Halo Infinite. And like many people probably suspected, it definitely had a rough going. The article talks about how the studio was kind of split into a lot of different departments that were not communicating with each other very effectively, with no one cohesive vision. And then the game got delayed internally a few times, obviously the major delay externally, and it was all kind of brought together by Halo veteran Joseph Staten. Apparently they were also having a lot of issues with the game engine that they were using called Faber. And so they had this original vision of having like a Breath of the Wild-sized open-world map, and then that got cut down into something much smaller in order to make shipping the game possible. So there you go, just a bunch of interesting stuff about Halo. Anyway. <laughs> the MMORPG Star Wars The Old Republic has had its eighth expansion, Legacy of the Sith, delayed. Now this is really interesting because they actually just announced the release date like last month, and it's going from December 14th to now arriving in February 15th. So two months delay. This expansion is chock full of stuff that isn't just new content. Uh, they've also revamping the character creator, new combat styles, a new blend of class abilities. Anyway, I don't know how many of you actually play The Old Republic, but it's yet another example of one of these gaming niches, right? Where you kind of forget the game exists, and then you go, oh yeah, there's still a whole team doing a whole bunch of stuff for that game. So it must be justified somehow. That game is about to be 10 years old, pretty wild. Okay, and other than that, I would just like to remind you that the Game Awards is going to be happening today, Thursday the 9th. Now, even if you don't care about the awards necessarily, uh, this show is pretty much the equivalent of an E3 at the end of the year. Tons and tons of announcements, usually slated. Celebrity appearances and music performances, and it's a whole thing. And of course, if you can't watch it live, then I will be here on the show to give you all of the biggest highlights. I'll be staying up late for you to record the show. I hope that that's going to be helpful for you. And before we take it away, I would also like to take this opportunity to uh, get a mailbag prompt in there, because we haven't done a mailbag in a long time. So I'm going to steal this from Crimson, from the Discord server. And the prompt is this. 
What is a video game that when you finished it, you said, oh gosh, I wish that was longer? Where the game was so good, but it was shorter than you were expecting? Feel free to send your answers my way through DM, or even better, share it in the Discord server where other people can see it, and I'll read some of them out here on the show. And please, feel free to to provide some details there. You know, how long was the game, and, and what was it about the game that made you want it to be longer? Why was it so good? Did you need just a few more hours, or like a hundred more hours? And please don't throw already long games at me, like I get it, you loved Skyrim, you could have played it for another thousand hours, but we're looking for short games here that, that could have been longer. Okay folks, thanks so much. Of course, back with the Game Awards tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming everyone. The TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Oh man, you excited for the Game Awards? I think I'm. I think I'm decently excited for it. I got really, really burned out on uh, shows like this last year because I watched like 50 of them in a week. I was like, I never need to see any any of these ever again. And so there, you know, there weren't a whole lot of them this year, or not a whole lot of super important ones anyway. And it's, I don't know. The fact that he puts it at the end of the year is kind of becoming like a, a holiday show now. You know. It's, like, when I think about the Game Awards any time of the year, I always get, like, holiday vibes from it, even though it it has nothing to do, like, it doesn't do anything for Christmas. It just happens to fall within that time frame, and so now it's forever associated. So, anyway, yeah, I'm excited. I don't tend to be one who gets particularly bought into things, like, I often forget everything that they show, like, pretty soon after the, the show happens. A very frequent question that comes my way is, what are some games that you're excited for coming out? And my brain literally blanks every single time, because I spend zero amount of time thinking about games that are going to come out. Obviously, there are some some exceptions, like I think about Marvel's Midnight Suns. Extraordinarily excited for that. Back before the expansion for The Binding of Isaac came out, Repentance, obviously I was buying that day one. But anything else that, like, ask me right now to name some games that are announced, and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, legit, I can't even... uh, Breath of the Wild 2? Like, one of the biggest games ever? (laughs) Any other sequels? God of War? And, you know, if I looked up the list of announced games right now, I could could tell you a whole bunch of games I'm excited for, but I just don't spend any time thinking about them. I, I realized a long, long time ago that looking backwards at video games rather than forwards is so much better for my mental health. It means I spend less money... It means I get way less invested in the game, right? Like, if an old game is bad, then whatever, I just try another one. If a new game is bad, then I just spent a bunch of money on it, and I, now I gotta go pay for another one. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I'm excited for the Game Awards just because it's something funky that's happening in the, in the industry, but there's no hard-hitting announcements that I'm, like, eagerly anticipating. Actually, maybe, I don't know, maybe some of you can empathize with this, but I find that sometimes when people do get particularly excited for something... I feel kind of strangely apathetic compared to them. Like, I don't really care if the Game Awards happens or it doesn't, or E3 happens or it doesn't, or any game comes out or whatever. Like, my level of investment is very low, and I just kind of don't care. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't care, but it just makes me kind of feel weird. Because I'm like, should I care? Like I said, apathy. That's what I feel. I mean, you know what that could be is it's just that video games are not my primary hobby or my primary focus, right? There's there's things that we kind of go all in for with our hobbies, and video games was never that for me. Wrestling was that for me. I can tell you a whole, like, I can tell you literally everything about wrestling, 
and things I would be a thousand percent excited for and etc. So that's probably close. I don't know. Do I have any other hobbies like that? I don't think so. I get very excited about traveling, but I haven't really done that yet. Probably have to do it first. I mean, you know what the, also this is? It's just a sign that I got to do more stuff <laughs> rather than sit in my house all day. And this will probably be solved in time when, when we start traveling. We're going to go and do stuff and meet locals, go to events, actually leave the house, as opposed to me just staying at home all day, not going outside. Just a few few short months away. It's pretty wild. Anyway, that's all for now, folks. Thanks so much. Uh, until next time, farewell.